0: Well, uh... Guys, we got uh, news earlier this week that uh, Sam Darnold is going to be starting for the Carolina Panthers <laughs> this week. And I know you love Sam Darnold, Tony, but um, he's actually not a very yeah. good quarterback. Listen, uh, talk and, 10,
1: uh, the, quarterback stop
0: great. this.
1: Stop, stop, Top so, 10. stop this bullshit. Okay, I, I was I said Sam was a better quarterback than Cam and I thought he could be good in Carolina. I never said he was a great quarterback and you I rated understand, him pretty damn high. I rated him in the 30s. I think he could be a starter in this league, but again, he's not very good. I don't love him I wouldn't want him starting for the Packers but again I just I just want to put put a little cap on that I love Sam Darnold bullshit <laughs> I'm just busting your balls but
0: you do He's love better Sam than Darnell. Drew Luck He he uh, that's questionable Oof. um I don't know Oof. about I don't know about
2: that Coast, Maybe West Coast, West Coast. Who you betting on always on black bat fast in the pocket hole squad fast cage Cindy bookie tell him bring it from the bag Nobody be coming for the bag West Coast, the guy West he's Coast. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. Much to the chagrin of Mr. Steve Fezzik today is all about Week 17 football. We only have two more weeks of the regular season to bet on, boys. It's time to get it in. In fact, we don't have any more Thursday night football to bet on, but we do have a Sunday night lock to give out. We have the King of the Coast game to play, where I am leading with 73 points. Dangles has 72 points. Drew has 71 points. It is this tight, this close, with two more weeks remaining, 10 bets to give out, five this week, five next week. And I got to tell you, boys, I am... Disgusted with what I have on my card today. <laughs> I, I think they're gonna hit, but it's the a teams bad I'm betting on is absolutely atrocious. I, I wish I, am I could.
0: Gross. I Gross. I wish I could pass on every single game this week because they're not. They're not good. They're not good lines. I can't wait to talk about some of these because there's there's Ugh. definitely one head scratcher out there.
3: Well, Tony Squares, I can tell you what. For the first time all year, no offense to my friend Dangles, who's actually a point ahead of me, I did actually have to think about picks on the King of the Coast to ensure that neither one of you morons would go as ugly as I do. (laughs) So, we'll see. Are we having an we'll ugly see. off this week, guys? <laughs> yeah, are we, having, we, are, are we having, having a lipstick
0: off. on a pig week
3: of betting on you the West show Coast me, Gamblers? Show me mine if you show me yours. I don't oh, know if God. I can
0: hold my nose and breath for that long with all of these disgusting picks I'm going to have to make this week. It's a whole week of gross on it's West a tough Coast one. Gamblers.
1: <laughs> but we're not going to start off with gross. We're not going to start off with ugly. The Sunday Night Lock and the King of the Coast is coming up. But to take our Thursday Night Football, our Thursday Night Lean, position here at the top of the show we have some very big amateur football games going on one of which involves drew's favorite team in the whole wide world so we're going to give out some college football playoff bets right here right now the games of friday we're giving out the bets right now that you can cash on the weekend i'm very excited for these games very excited to watch these games finally bowl games that matter can't wait to dive into it dangles college football playoff what do we have coming up for friday
0: All right, well, let's start with, uh, I guess, in chronological order here, and we'll uh, take a look at it. The first game up... Is Cincinnati. The Bearcats coming in to play the Alabama Crimson Tide. Cincinnati are 13.5 point dogs in the total in this game, 57 points. And then the second game of the day is Georgia versus Michigan. Dogs versus Wolverines. Seven Woo! uh dogs laying seven and a half right now. Uh, already know where Drew's going with this, or I have a feeling I know where Drew's going with this. The total in this game is 40. Five points. I'm excited to talk about this one uh, with you, especially Drew, because I know you're going to be betting on that game. You, of course, are a big Michigan fan. Grew up in Michigan, born in Kalamazoo. I, as, as our listeners know, I grew up in New Hampshire. But what they might not know is I was born in the beautiful city of Athens, Georgia, home of the University of Georgia, where my my wonderful mother, my brilliant mother, was getting her doctorate at the time. And I'm excited to talk about this one because we got two heavyweights in that game. Hey, don't sleep on that. Cincinnati alabama game there could be some excitement there too
1: dangles your mother got a doctor i know your father is a big professional as well are they comfortable with their son being a fucking gambling podcaster
0: (laughs) yeah you know i I think uh i I think my dad might have liked the show more when we were a rams podcast but uh but uh they are they are they are supportive of of my efforts
1: uh for sure Good, I am as well. I'm gonna go first here because I, I do hand up. I watch the least amount of college football. I do watch the bowl games because I like to see who's gonna get drafted into the NFL. So I, I I'm really gonna go square here. It's honestly the squarest bet you could take this weekend, but I think it's gonna hit. I'm gonna tie both of these games together in a little SEC. Teaser. Listen, the SEC is the classic college football. It has it with where all the NFL players come from. Cincinnati, good on you. Bunch of seniors making a final run. Congratulations. You made the college football playoff. You're not beating Alabama. Uh, You could cover. I'm not even going to bet that, though, but I'm going to put Alabama... As the first leg of my seven point teaser, take them down to minus six and a half. And I'm going to tie it to sorry, Drew, those Georgia Bulldogs. Take that down to a half a point. Georgia just needs to win the game. And the best part about this teaser is if Alabama hits this, gets that minus six and a half, Michigan right now is plus 230 on the money line. You could hedge out of it with that Michigan money line, make money on either sides. All you need is an Alabama minus six and a half. But for the show, Alabama minus six and a half, Georgia minus a half a point. That's my SEC teaser for college football playoff weekend. Dangles, before we go to the Michigan man, what do you got for this week?
0: Well, you know I got to ride with my dogs here. I got to ride with my dogs here. I'm, a, I'm a, I was gonna think and just go square because uh, you know I do watch the bowl games. I don't watch college football religiously, uh, but it, like you, Tony, I watch the bowl games because I like to see the heavyweights go at it and get a, a little taste of who we might be seeing in the draft. Uh, but I did a little bit of digging because you know I wanted to find out a little bit more. And and you know money's coming in heavy on Michigan right now for the spread here. They blew out Iowa in the Big Ten title game. Georgia drowned in the crimson tide of Alabama, 41-24 in that. S- CC championship game. But I went back and looked through some of the scores on these Georgia games, and one thing I noticed is that Georgia, pretty much no matter who they're playing – comes out slugs you with a sledgehammer in the first half and then leaves you beaten bloodied and broken to try and crawl back into it in the second half the Bulldogs are a first half team I think they're going to come out swinging against this Michigan defense I have their team total first half over 13 and a half points they've done this on a number of occasions this year I think they're going to come out slugging and swinging yes I know Aiden Hutchinson leads that very good Michigan defense uh, but this Georgia offense has been good their quarterbacks named after a hat uh, so We'll see what what happens uh, in this game, but I'm excited for it. Uh, Nice fact, Angle. Yeah, Stetson Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, what a Southern quarterback name. Perfect name for a kid that plays at Georgia. Uh, So my college playoff bet is Georgia first half team total over 13 and a half.
1: Speaking of perfect names, I got into a fight with a USC graduate who loves the fact that Lincoln Riley is now the head coach of USC, and they have a quarterback on that team named Jackson Dart. Name me a better quarterback for for a California school than Jackson Dart. Oh, man. I'd buy a jersey right now if I could. Shay for the sharp. You are the college football guy. You're the sharp on the show, and you're the sharp in that world. What do you have for college football playoff? And please don't tell me you're going full homer.
3: Well, boys, I can tell you one thing. Uh, The absolute anticipation for this game, being in the state of Michigan, is unbelievable. It is so and fun if i don't say so for myself i mean this is something as a michigan fan to 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 deal with the rich rod era to deal with the brady joke era and then just the what seemed the unforgivable harbaugh and in f- four months r- recruiting uh obviously wins and losses and finally being ohio state finally winning the big 10 championship playing this game it is amazing and i definitely get the feel that michigan is playing with house money now The key to this game, obviously, is going to be how does Georgia respond after that absolute undressing that Alabama laid on them? Are they going to come out with something to prove? Are they going to kind of come out thinking they're the dominant team? I can tell you one thing. Michigan, regardless of the result, will not be intimidated. So when I'm breaking this game down, of course, I bet seven and a half when it came out, I'm invested in Michigan's money line. So I don't want to be a homer. Don't come to me for this handicap on Michigan-Georgia because I won't (laughs) handicap it. I'm going to be betting – On the Michigan Wolverines. But I will say this I do think, I do think if Cade McNamara is put in a position to win the game, I think he can do it. I do think he has a lot of Jim Harbaugh on him. I think people are sleeping on him. I think he's a better quarterback than Stenson Bennett. And I think that defense and that offensive line for Michigan uh, obviously their defense isn't going to match up metric wise against Georgia, but I think they have a better offensive line. Um, and I think they have better playmakers in offense. Now, Georgia's going to have the five-star secondary guys. They're going to have Nicobe Dean. They're going to have they're all-world tackle. Um, I think this is a great football game, guys. I really freaking do. I think it's a last-possession game. I definitely, honestly, objectively lead. Of course, I would take seven and a half. Tony, I don't hate your teaser, um, but I cannot wait to watch it, and it's just so fun. But I will give one tip on this game. Mm. Michigan definitely can be exposed on the tight ends and georgia has one of the best ones in the country a true freshman from actually out there in napa california out in wine country brock bowers uh should have been a should have been a all-american as a freshman in my opinion i do think taking a look at his player props potentially anytime touchdown over and receiving yards i would definitely look hard at that if you're looking to back a player prop brock bowers could be in line for a good game the great thing and the great thing about that for michigan guys is he potentially could get his, and Michigan could still win. I mean, Hassan, Ak- no one's talking about Blake Corum. He's healthy for the first time in five weeks. I can't wait. He's been uh, Hassan Haskins, Robin to Hassan's Batman. It's going to be awesome. I all could right, talk un- Uncle Miltie, forever. get I'm on with it. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Move- Thank you, Uncle Miltie. This is my best bet for the college football playoff. Alabama, after largely being inconsistent all year, puts an amazing show on the SEC championship, just undressing Georgia. But in that game, they lost John Mechie who was their leading receiver, 97 catches on the year. Everyone talks about Jameson Williams, first round draft pick. Not having Mechie is a big deal. And guys, Cincinnati all year have been, they shouldn't be in the playoff. They shouldn't they shouldn't be in the playoff. They yep. go undefeated. Uh, they have a pro in their quarterback in Desmond Ritter. He will be a professional quarterback. And his three best games this year have came against the three top opponents on Cincinnati's schedule. Now, no, no one's going to mistake Notre Dame for Alabama, but he had an amazing game against Notre Dame, a world-class defense in its own right. And I can't help but think I've seen the story before with Bam in the semifinals game when they're supposed to roll. They can roll, but they don't, they don't, they're not motivated to blow them out. They really aren't. They, they're trying to stay healthy. This game screams at maximum a twenty like a 17 point game. And I love, I love, 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 love Cincinnati plus 13 and a half. I think at minimum you get backdoor potential there. I think Cincinnati is live to be in this game late in the fourth quarter. Mm. Luke Fickle is an amazing coach at halftime adjustments. Uh, I've seen him this year. His defense usually figures it out. Now, of course, they're going to be going against world-class athletes. But it's one of my favorite best of bowl season guys. I think 13 and a half is way too many points. Again, at minimum, it's backdoor opportunity. Give me the Cincinnati Bearcats plus 13 and a half.
1: Go Blue. Wow. Wow, taking the underdog. sets
0: the record for the single longest monologue in West Coast Gamblers history at five minutes.
1: <laughs> hey, it's his team. He's allowed team. to gloat about it. his team. It's I the biggest it. game of their season. Could be the last game of their season. Listen, if Green Bay makes the Super Bowl, I'm going to go on for 15 minutes waxing poetic about those Packers. Speaking I'm of— I'm going to
0: edit out 14 of it.
1: Speaking <laughs> of, we're talking about those Packers next. That was the college football playoff preview. Now, after a little break, we're going to be talking about the Sunday Night Lock— and the flexed Packers-Vikings game, and that's coming up next. West, 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 West west Coast Gamblers. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of
0: NASCAR racing.
3: Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team
0: members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting
3: for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform, or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get
0: ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.
1: All right, now it's time to talk about the professionals. It's time to talk about the NFL. Sunday night locks. I did forget to mention, we closed out Thursday night football. Dangles, uh, you were the winner of Thursday night football. You were 9-6 and six on the year. I was 8-8. Eight and eight. Drew, you were 6-10 and ten on Thursday night leans, but you have the best record on Sunday night football. You're 8-7 and seven heading into this one. We don't do well with the primetime games, Dangles and I. I'm not even going to say our record. That, that's how bad it is. But we're turning the page. Another day, another dollar. It's time for Week 17. Dangles, what do we have for the Sunday night game?
0: Bundle up, Packer fans! It's going to be a cold one. They estimated temperature at game time at Old Lambeau six degrees oh. Fahrenheit. Only a four oh. percent chance of precipitation. So cold, but it doesn't sound like there will be snow. We've got the Minnesota Vikings coming to Green Bay to take on the Packers in primetime. Minnesota coming off a seven-point loss to the Rams. They're seven and eight, eight and seven against the spread this year. Green Bay twelve and three. They've got the NFC North locked up. They're headed to the playoffs, uh, and they are eleven and four against the spread this year uh from our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook we've got a six and a half point line in favor of the Packers and the total in this game is 47 and a half points Tony you want to kick us off here since it's your team
1: yeah, I, I will. I'm 5-6 and six on the year doing Packers games, 3-3 three and three on the year doing Vikings games, so I'm still trying to find my way with both of these teams, and they still could both be postseason teams, so I need to get a handle on them quickly. This scares me as a Packers fan just a little bit. The Vikings already gave it to us the first time we played, and I know it's in Lambeau, and it's going to be cold, and we have this team. They're not, they don't have Adam Thielen on the field, but the Vikings just seem to have our number. They seem to punch us in the face more often than not, and as I said in my New Year's resolution for the Packers, we are The best team in the world in the second and third quarter. But in the first and fourth, we we can't get out the gates fast and we seem to fall apart late. We could have Jair Alexander back for this game. He is officially on the roster. He's been practicing for a while. But even with Jair, like our run defense against Dalvin Cook and that team, it has not been as good as it was at the beginning of the year, and that scares me against a Vikings team that needs to run the ball. And also Justin Jefferson, even if Jair is out there, no one's gonna be able to cover him on this team. He's gonna he's gonna eat us alive in this game. It's tough. I'm not going to take Minnesota point spread because, again, like Drew with Michigan, I'm not going to bet against my team, but I will play this. Uh, run that Green Bay has been on where they don't come out fast in the first quarter. Minnesota to score first, plus 110 is my bet. Field goal, safety, touchdown, doesn't matter. Minnesota is getting on the board first. They're likely going to get the ball first because Green Bay likes to defer. Minnesota likes to receive. I think they get the ball first. I think they score immediately. Minnesota to score first, plus 110 is my Sunday night lock. Dangles, I'm going to go to you next because you might be 6-9 and nine on the year betting Sunday night football, but you're 4-4. Yeah, and you're 4-4 four four with the Vikings, but you are, you are undefeated with the Green Bay Packers and have the best <laughs> record on the show with a team at 7-0 on Packers games wow. this season. 7-0. Awesome. So let's see if the trend continues, my guy. What do you got for Sunday night?
0: I'm going to do my best. I'm getting a little saucy here. I feel like this is a bad week for me to try something a little new, something you've done in the past here, Tony. I'm going to do a little Sunday night Teaser there you here. Go. I'm gonna tease the Packers down to a pick'em from six and a half to a well a half point, so essentially a pick'em. And I'm gonna tie that in with the total under 53 and a half, moving it up from 47 and a half. I think this could be a run heavy game, cold game. You got drop balls. I do think the Packers win, but Tony, you talked about you know, these games are close. The Minnesota Vikings play y'all tough, and they do. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe these teams adapt well to the cold. These, you know, yes, yes Minnesota plays indoors, but but they are from Minnesota. Like they practice outside, they have outdoor fields. They they know they they know what cold is. Yeah. Um. But I I think the this game is a close game. I do think the Packers ultimately win. Um. And I'm gonna go with the lower total given the weather here. As of now, though, if you're looking to I bet a money line in this game, I mean the Packers are minus two ninety right now. You could buy the alternate line minus one at minus two fifty five. So if you want to take just the Packers to win, you. Better off buying the alternate money line at minus one than you are taking the actual money line. Um, and we know how bad Kirk Cousins is in, in prime time, 9 and 17 in his career. So I've got a little teaser here. Packers, pick them, uh, tied in with the total under 53 and a half.
1: Dangles, I hope to God you're right. I don't know if you will be. Uh, Shay for the Sharp, what do you got? Oh, oh, before you yeah, go, Shave that... for the Sharp. Oh. We yeah, know. <laughs> Listen. Stat time.
0: Step, step that, Tony. <laughs> you're 8-7 and seven on Sunday Stop Night that.
1: Football. You yourself are doing well with the Packers. You're 7-3 and three on the Packers this year. But as we know, you have a bad case of purple fever. 3-8 and yeah. eight with the Minnesota Vikings this year. What do you got, my guy?
3: Well, thanks for wearing that uh, color uh, sweatshirt, Tony. It makes me, I really enjoy uh, <laughs> looking at that when I'm talking about a Vikings game. Um <laughs> And and just so you guys know, normally this would be an obvious tease piece for the Packers here. Obviously, they're in that six-and-a-half-point mm-hmm. range. You tease them down. Oh, but what what does Shaver the Sharp have? I have a plus 145 ticket for them over four-and-a-half Division one. So, yes, it would be pointless for me to double down on this teaser. I need them to win out to cash that ticket. So I will be invested in Packers win. I still think Packers you're win.
1: Jordan Love versus Detroit next week, but keep going. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, let's go Dallas, because that won't happen as long as Dallas wins. Th- thinking about this Vikings team, I mean, you got to wonder if, if the Dream Crusher has finally hit them. Um, Thielen goes on IR. doesn't appear that Zimmer uh, Zimmer's uh, future is uncertain at best. I think they need a change of scenery in there. Cousins is, even statistically, he's had a really good year. But uh, as our friend Matthew Collar said, no one, he has no trust in that locker room. Not very really well liked. Um, so I went back to the well. Now, Dangles last week brought up a good point. The, with any team to not score three times and it was plus 200, what I say? If it's in your favor, it's probably not a good bet. So I actually went digging. I didn't want to do some straight up bet on this. I wanted to get creative here and try see something that could actually win. I'm going to bet for my Sunday night lock for the game to be tied Obviously, after zero zero at minus one fifteen, mm. going back to the first, going back to the first matchup, uh, this happened twice um, after a 0 There, the game was tied two different times. And if you look at the Vikings, all they do is play close games. And I do think I don't think Green Bay, uh, if any of the last two weeks, I don't think they're going to run away with this by any stretch. So I really like this bet. And to Dangles' point, last week when he we talked about that plus two hundred, this is a minus one fifteen bet. I like it. I'm betting it. I will play to the the game to be tied, obviously, after 0-0, minus 115.
1: Okay, interesting bet from the sharp there. We'll see if it hits, but that's it for the Sunday Night Log. It's time to go to the incredibly tight standings of the king of the coast, and that is coming up next.
2: Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age... Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.
1: All right, folks, it's time. For King of the Coast this is a contest we've been playing all season long each week we give out five bets three sides a teaser and a total their confidence rank so the first side is worth one point to the contest second side is two points that final side is the brings truck bet of the week three points to the King of the Coast totals the total we make and the teaser we take are both worth two points as well so 10 points to be had I'm at 73 Dangles is at 72 Drew's at 71 any one of us can win this bet and I don't know if I'm going to do it with the bets I've given out today. They are <laughs> disgusting. But we're starting out with the one point. The one point side. And, uh, yeah, I'll go first. Let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> this goes back to week one because this is the first bet I made in King of the Coast. And it was in a Houston Texans game. They were they were underdogs to that Jacksonville team in week one. And they beat the pants off of Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. Goodbye, Urban. They did it again uh, Two weeks ago where they beat uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. They beat the Los Angeles Chargers last week. We keep on talking about we don't know how high Davis Mills is going to rank on our QB rankings at the end of the year because of how well he is playing. On the other side, that pass defense rates out everywhere is a pretty damn good pass defense. And they're playing the San Francisco 49ers. I said the whole name this time because that's how much I respect this team. Not. I don't know if you heard about this, but Jimmy G has a broken bone in his throwing thumb. And if you watch Jimmy G against Tennessee, he could not throw the ball. I understand they have George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell might come back. They can run the ball on anybody. They're coming off of an awful loss to Tennessee. They're playing on Thursday to Sunday. They have those extra five days of rest. And they're playing at home, which isn't necessarily a good thing for them. But for them to be 13-point favorites against anybody, including a Houston team that has won like three of their last five games, this Houston team is trying. David Cully has these boys Really going after it here, and Davis Mills can play. Those San Fran uh, cornerbacks can be had, and if Brandon Cooks comes back, I think I like this Houston matchup in Houston's favor. My one-point side, I'm going with the goddamn Houston Texans, plus 13. The total on this game is in the low 40s. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Give me the chance for Davis Mills to backdoor my first one-point side of the week. Let's go Houston. Dangles, you're in second place. What's your one-point side?
0: All right. Uh, well, last week, guys, we uh, we watched Monday Night Football, and uh, who, it was a tough one for. <laughs> Did we watch game. it? It was an awful game.
3: We, I mean, we technically watched it.
0: I watched it because we were at my in-laws' house, and my father-in-law is a Saints fan, so he was very invested in the game. We closed um,
3: the book on that. Game. And
0: yeah, that was a that was a tough <laughs> one. Um, but I mean. You know, look, I, I I know he played poorly in that game, but I I honestly think the Dolphins are pretty live to win this game. They got coming up against mm. the, the the Titans. Uh, I'm taking them at three and a half points here, a low total, uh, and the spread is tight. So I do think there's some value here in betting on Miami. Um, you know the team gains is gaining confidence down the stretch here the defense has been playing well over the seven game win streak they've allowed 10 or fewer points in five games during that win streak I'd have to check but it is and I don't know maybe you guys can lend some uh, you know uh, 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 guidance on this but I think the Dolphins defense may have committed war crimes the way that they treated Ian Book (laughs) on Monday night it was it was just torturous they have a very good defense meanwhile the Titans come off a win where AJ Brown absolutely went Off, he had like 11 catches for 180 some yards or something like that. But nobody else caught more than three passes. We know the issues they've had with the run game. They're going to need to do more against the Dolphins' defense that showed it can rush the passer in the last game, and it has good. They have good coverage guys on the back end. I I don't just don't know if the Titans have the firepower to do it. If the Dolphins are going to be doubling and or taking out AJ Brown and and to win in an arm wrestling match, I think I think Tennessee might win this game, but Miami's gonna keep it close with a good defense and Tua doing just enough while avoiding mistakes. So I've got the Dolphins plus three and a half uh against the
1: Titans on the road. Tua is so it's so weird tough to watch it's so it's weird tough to watch it Listen, is it is but miami's dangles, defense is legit oh they definitely are I, I actually almost took the under in this game if we're going to the totals uh early but dangles i hope to god miami wins this game because if they do my plus 1200 ticket for them to get a wild card spot i'm making yeah. the hedge of my fucking life next week but they <laughs> got to get through tennessee first drew what do you got for your one point set
3: well, guys, the bets that you don't see the sharp make the day of Sunday, it's too bad because I had a good one last week. <laughs> and about the, the middle of the, the early games, the 1 o'clock on the East Coasters, I was looking at the second half, uh, the afternoon games, and I saw the Bears, the lowly Bears with Nick Foles starting, getting seven points against the Seattle Seahawks team. And I thought to myself, why instead of them does Seattle even show up to this game? <laughs> and guess what? They didn't. Nope. So when my team, the Motor City Kitties, are playing in Seattle <laughs> and they're getting a touchdown, you can bet I'm going to lead off King of the Coast on <laughs> my one point side with the Detroit it. Football Lions. And, guys, I really believe, I really believe it came out today. Bobby Wagner basically said, Hey, I don't know what the plans are. I'm not sure if I'm involved. Russ Wilson, uh, I'm hearing, you know, on the old Twitter sphere that. It's more likely than not he will be in a new uniform. Uh, Pete Carroll's talking about I need to do more, and we're so disappointed. But bottom line is this: this Cincinnati, this Seattle team's completely quit. They completely yeah, quit. They have. and it's the first first time they've really experienced losing under Russ. And it's I just the first again, Pete Carroll has a time. losing record. It is the first time, exactly, exactly. So. Again, you look at that Lions team. I mean, thank you, Tim Boy. I'm sure Brian Balzarini and Brett Green will be super stoked. you threw the pick uh, on the goal line there to ensure the draft pick. But, hey, that's the kind of breaks you're looking for, in all seriousness. So, I would feel better, actually, if Jared Goff was cleared. I guess he had a setback today. He's questionable for the game. Yeah. Regardless, the weather forecast, high winds, cold. I don't see Russ. I, I mean, I, I literally think Russ is playing not to get hurt at this point. Yeah. Um, and, you gotta, you got to believe in a Dan Campbell team that they're going to be fired up, still competing, still playing for next year, building that culture. Give me the Lions plus seven.
1: Drew, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. That was on my list. And then the Jared Goff yeah, news true. came out that he's day-to-day. And I, I, if Jared Goff doesn't play, I'm not betting on Tim Boyle. But if Jared Goff was yeah. playing, I'd be taking Detroit plus seven. I love that bet. Let's move on to the teaser, though. And the teaser is where you get to add points to the sides that we just took. Drew just took Detroit plus seven. If he puts them in a six point teaser, Detroit's now plus 13. The trick is you got to take two of these bets time together, hit them both in order to hit your teaser. We all lost our teasers last week. I lost because the Chargers uh, fucking lost to the Texans somehow. And these two took Baltimore plus eight and a half before the news came out that Josh Jackson was going to be the quarterback. Josh they could have taken it. Jo- uh, so sorry. So sorry, I'm Josh. I'm sorry,
3: Josh Jackson. <laughs> You aren't for real.
1: Maybe Josh Jackson Never would have covered for us, teaser. but Josh,
0: Dockson, Josh Johnson didn't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. My apologies. Yeah, plus eight and a half for Baltimore didn't quite cut it. <laughs> Joe Burrow still throwing for touchdowns against that Baltimore defense. But let's turn it around. It's time to go back to teaser land, and I'll go first. That Cincinnati Bengals team was so effing good against Baltimore. The catch is, though, Baltimore is playing defensive backs from Miami of Ohio, and no one should be in the NFL that was on that team. On the other side, Baltimore, again, Josh Jackson, Josh Johnson, didn't matter. Cincinnati defense was beating them up. Kansas City's not that guy, pal. If Kansas City wins this game, they they pretty much clinch. First round uh, first round by the number one overall seed. All those talks about, oh, Kansas City's not the same team. They're going to lose. They're not the same team. Guess what? They're the one seed in the AFC. They're going to come in and win this game. KC's the first part of my teaser. Plus one and a half at Cincinnati. Sorry, big scary man guy. The other side dangles. I love your Miami plus three and a half bet but I don't know if it's going to be that close. I'm I'm, I'm a little nervous about Tua. I do think it's a low-scoring game with both of those defenses. Miami is going in my teaser. Miami up to plus 10. Six-and-a-half-point teaser. KC plus one-and-a-half. Miami plus 10. Drew, let's go with you because Dangles is still the king of the teasers over here.
3: Is there more perplexing result? There's been a lot of perplexing results every year in yeah. and out, but— the Los Angeles Chargers somehow going to Houston oh against basically no offensive line. That line got spiked four points that game, uh, that day of the game, because the Texans had no offensive linemen. So, what did we learn? Offensive linemen apparently mean nothing in I NFL. <laughs> I don't get it. That was such a weird game. Weird game. However, on the flip side, you said in the text read, Tony, is it, po- is, 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 is it possible that Drew Locke is this bad? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Drew Locke's probably one of the worst starting quarterbacks. The last five years, I'm, I'm I'm very interested to see where he's going to land on our on our ranking list. <laughs> and when it, Locke, uh, when it was announced that Drew Locke when it was announced that Drew Lock is starting Sunday against the Chargers, and if they have any ounce of pride or respect, they expect Eckler back, they expect Mike Williams back. Yep. they have to win this game. So yep. with the line at six and a half, I can tease the six and a half to make the Chargers win. That seems like an obvious leg to me. So that'll be my first leg: Los Angeles Chargers at uh, pick him six and a half point tease. And this is something I haven't done most of the year, but I'm actually going to tease through both threes. I'm going to take a minus three and a half and make it a plus three. And I think the Miami dolphins of the NFC right now are not, none other than the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. You look at the Eagles team. They've, they after that dud, they laid against the giants. They've won one, two, I think I think one five out of six games of that. Just just absolute dud against the giants. So, this isn't me sour grapes. This isn't me being impulsive because I bet the Washington football team is my backup, the Brinkstruck bet. <laughs> and Tyler Heineke played like my six-month son, Colt, um, under center. I think Colt would have a more effective, and he can't even roll over. Um, so I believe the dream crusher is dead in Washington. I believe uh, there'll be it'll be a big pro Philly crowd here. So I'm going to tease six and a half. I'm going to go from minus three and a half to plus three so my six and a half point t is chargers pk philadelphia eagles plus three
1: Okay, dangles, finish us off.
0: Did I? Uh, and I just want to make sure. I, are you teasing through zero here, Drew? Yes, I am. Okay. Not right. advised. Not yeah, advised. I, right. Well, that's why I just wanted to ask because because that's usually a no no in teasers. You don't tease through zero because that's a dead number. No game is going to end on, yep. on on as zero. But this is. I mean, you made your case and explained why. I just want to make sure I heard you heard you correctly. Yep. Um. And right. touch Thanks. on that. Touch on that for our listeners. All right. Thanks, uh, for, Steve. Get on with it. You're welcome. Uh, I'm doing. (laughs) I'm doing You're a dick. Um, For my uh, teaser this week, I'm doing a seven-point teaser, and I'm taking two teams that are home underdogs, and I'm teasing them up to give. And I think because I think these games will be close, but I want to buy insurance for both of them. The first leg is the Steelers plus ten and a half Uh. against the Browns. I know, I know, I know, but this could be Big Ben's last game ever. In front of the terrible towels
1: at Heinz think, Field. I don't think you need the qualifier, could be, Daggles.
0: Okay, it is his last game, prob- probably at uh, in front of the Terrible Towels at Heinz Field. If ever there was an incentive for him to show up and play and leave Steeler fans with one last good memory of Ben Roethlisberger that doesn't involve him getting sacked, this would be the time to do that. Cleveland is a mess right now. I have no idea what to expect from them. I couldn't get myself to take the, uh, take the line at minus three and a half, so I'm going to go uh, up and go ahead through the uh, numbers of seven and ten and avoid the push on ten getting to 10 and a half there. The other leg of my teaser, Tony, I'm going the opposite direction of you in that KC Bengals game. I'm Ooh. teasing the Bengals up to 12 points I think they may very well cover five but again I'm just not I couldn't get quite there so I wanted to buy that insurance I think they keep it close uh, but could be a letdown spot after that blowout against a good KC team even though the Chiefs are already in the seven point teaser here gets us through seven ten and eleven here so I've got Steelers plus ten and a half uh, against the Browns and the Bengals plus 12 against the Chiefs in a seven point teaser
1: Uh, You know what? I hear those, uh, yeah, I can hear those Pittsburgh fans at Heinz Field right now watching Big Ben play his final game there. Can you guys hear him? Boo. (laughs) All right, let's move on.
0: I think they'll be better
1: than that. He brought him to
0: Super Bowls after all. He's earned a little bit of respect.
1: Let's move on to the two-point side. And, guys, listen. When I've been back into the corner for the past 20 years of my life, when I've been back into the corner, don't know where to turn. Where do I put my money? Where do I put my faith? Who have I turned to? Mr. Thomas Edward Brady. And lo and behold, he's playing his favorite, the New York football Jets. And hey... Good on the Jets. They won a game last week. They beat up Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of the worst teams in the league. But Jacksonville still had a chance to take that game at the end, even though the New York Jets had a punt return for a touchdown from Braxton Berrios, even though Zach Wilson ran 60 yards for a touchdown to get them another seven points, even with all those points scored in unfathomable ways, the Jets still had a chance to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now Tom Brady is coming in after the Carolina Panthers were shut down by that defense, scored only six points, against that Tampa Bay team. Tom Bray is going to be able to throw to whoever he wants. Doesn't matter who's on the field. It's going to be Tampa Bay all day. This is another team that I know... They want to uh, save people. They don't want anybody getting injured. They're going to sort of conserve everything. But I think the full rest zone for them comes next week. I don't think Tom Brady plays next week. I think it's Blaine Gabbert in Week 18. This is going to be the last tune-up before the playoffs, and they're playing a great team to do it uh, against. I think they score 40 on this Jets team, and the Jets team doesn't keep up. Tampa Bay minus 12 and half at the Meadowlands at New York Jets. That's my two-point side. Let's go, Brady. Time to win me some money once again. Shay for the sharp, what do you got?
3: Guys, I couldn't help but think about um, Joe Burrow as my fantasy qu- quarterback all year and my fantasy team doesn't make the playoffs and he has about a billion points and would be the championship round. That's fantasy in a nutshell, is it not? <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and the Kansas City Chiefs, who... I'll raise my hand. I was wrong. I thought the Kansas City Chiefs were, might not even make the playoffs this year. And yep. guess what? All they've done is ran off eight in a row and complete control for that one seed. But this line is a neck it's a, it's a neck turner i saw the line i i just assumed three three and a half you're giving the joey burrow bengals five points mm. at home with mm. a chance to win their first division championship since 2015 mm. and yes tony i do agree that the the secondary for the baltimore ravens is essentially a max secondary and that chiefs defense steve spagnolio tip your cap to that guy man yep. what an amazing adjustment the second half the chiefs defense has been off awesome but again mm. I'm not betting the Bengals to win. I'm betting them to cover five points, and I think they're absolutely live to win. I cannot imagine Paul Brown Stadium. Um, I'm sorry, did I say Paul Brown? I fucked up. I,
1: is that not It the is name? Paul Brown oh, Stadium. Yeah, it's definitely the is it still Paul Brown? I thought yeah. they changed their
3: name. Yeah, I who so. cares? Oh, it's yeah, the Bengals. Right. Nobody cares about the Next. Bengals. That's, that's, right. that's right. I can't imagine. I, I even screwed that up, and I'm still right. Uh, <laughs> that environment is going to be crazy. And that young receiving core guys, like we talked about with Boyd they're and crazy. Chase and Higgins. I mean, they, they gotta be the, the best. Young, I mean, they, they have like their number four and five receivers had like five combined catches. Those three are it's the line share. Yeah. I, think the I honestly Bengals, think pound
0: I think for pound, they have more offensive weaponry than like almost anyone in the league, like at every single position.
3: No. I agree. And again, I think the Chiefs, while of course they care about the one seed, I mean, if Miami does what Tony wants to do and beats Tennessee, they're still in control of the one seed. They're a full game up on that one seed. So I think, of course, they want to play uh, the, the best of their ability. They're going to attempt, they're, they're going to play their stars, all that jazz. But I just can't imagine the motivation is anywhere near where the Bengals could be here trying to wrap up their first AFC North title since 2015. I love Joey Burrow's swagger. I think he believes that not only they can win, they will win. Give me the Bengals plus five who day
1: okay well, we're all on that game in some way shape or form i like that dangles what do you got for your two-point side
0: guys oh man uh the washington football team just got absolutely pasted <laughs> against the dallas cowboys oh. last week much to the chagrin of our sharp Drew Schaefer Crookston, uh, who felt the good cover here. Uh, I'm fading them hard this week. I'm taking the (laughs) Eagles at minus three and a half on the road against the Washington football team. I really like the way the Phillies playing right now. Body language, Drew talks about that a lot, is good coming out of Philly right now. They seem to be feeling themselves. The offense is humming. Jalen Hurts has been decent. And don't look now, but the defense is in the top half of the league in both DVOA and in grading out on PFF's rankings of, of team units. Miles Sanders is hurt. That injury doesn't really scare me, though. They were able to operate just fine, it seemed, without him and that committee backfield that they've got going with Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. Um, I just can't. I just can't get to the Washington football team covering here with that putrid defense and and how awful Taylor Heineke looks. Drew, you mentioned that earlier in our in our Tuesday show this oh. week. And Philly has Dallas at home in the final week of the season, so they need this win like Jamal Williams needs frozen in his life. It is like oxygen. It is like blood. They need it bad. And I think they come out and they beat a downtrodden and defeated Washington football team who is pretty much out of the playoff conversation and doesn't have much left. To play for this year. So give me the Eagles for my two-point side at minus three and a half on the road against the football team. The Eagles are pretty good on the road this year.
1: That's a, That'll be an interesting game. Football team, man, they were fighting on the sidelines. Like, it's just... It's chaos over there. But if anyone can get them together, I do believe in Ron Rivera. I do believe he has the pulse of that team. Yeah, well said, Daniels. Ex-college teammates. That was wild. That was wild. Uh, Let's move on to the squares bet we make all week, and that is the total, the point total. Uh, I'm going to do what I've been doing the past few few weeks, and that's taken under. I try to find the best under on the board because overs did not do well for me the first few weeks. And this – listen, I mean – I hate this Raiders team so much. I do. I truly despise this Raiders team, but they're still in the hunt for the playoffs. They're still in there. And it's because that defense has been doing pretty damn well against quarterbacks on the opposing team. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop Jonathan Taylor, but that offensive line for Indy still has some people missing due to injury and some other issues. And Carson Wentz should be back for this game with the whole COVID, the new CDC rule. you can come back after five days, so I'm not worried about playing Sam Ellinger, but I still think the Raiders are going to be able to keep this a low-scoring game. And then Indy's defense, I mean, come on. With all those players coming back, Darius Leonard coming back for this game, the Las Vegas Raiders congratulations las vegas raiders you scored over 16 points last week for the first time since september take away that thanksgiving (laughs) game and that number that they hit was 17 again you go through their scoreboard of sundays in october november december you're going to see a lot of numbers that end in teen and that's not going to hit the total in this game so i'm taking the las vegas raiders and the indianapolis colts under 44-and-a-half. I think that's a low-scoring game that Indy comes away with, and who knows if Derek Carr can do it late, but I like the under there. Dangles, let's go back to you and end it with the Sharp.
0: Well, uh, guys, we got uh, news earlier this week that uh, Sam Darnold is going to be starting for the Carolina Panthers <laughs> this week, and I know you love Sam Darnold, Tony, but um, he's actually not a very yeah. good quarterback. Listen, uh, top 10 quarterback. That, Stop this.
1: Stop, top so, 10. stop this bullshit. I, I, was, I said Sam was a better quarterback than Cam, and I thought Thought he could be good in Carolina. I never said he was a great quarterback and you I rated understand. him pretty damn high. I rated him in the thirties. I think he could be a starter in this league, but again, he's not very good. I don't love him. I wouldn't want him starting for the Packers. But again, I just, just wanna put put a little cap on that I love Sam Darnold <laughs> bullshit. I'm just busting your balls,
0: but you he's do he's better Sam than Darnold. Drew Luck. He- He, uh, that's questionable. Um, I don't know about, I don't know about that. Um, But, (laughs) but look, you know, (laughs) I just, I don't know how the Panthers score points in this game against the new Orleans saints. I'm taking their team total under 16 and a half points. Mm. I heard our buddy Mo- Uncle Dave mention this on the Bed Predators this week uh and I'm I'm inclined to agree with him. The Carolina's dead in the water right now. They can't seem to generate any offense no matter who's at quarterback. And they're averaging only 18 and a half a game this season. Obviously it's 2 points more than this total, but just averaging over the season, that's not great. It's bottom no. bottom bottom of the league. No. Carolina, how about you like this matchup? Carolina's 31st ranked DVOA offense going up against New Orleans's 4th ranked DVOA defense. Yeah. I don't know what to expect from New Orleans on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm staying away from the side and total here. But what I do know is that Carolina can't score. I'm taking the team total under 16 and a half points,
1: but dangles Matt rule said the process is working. Yeah. It's a thousand percent. It's clearly
0: it's a thousand percent. I can't see it. Of course. You You know how long it it took Jay Z to build stump something. It took him seven years. Yeah.
1: Seven Just years. Take a little time, Drew. What's our what's our Here's, total of the week? You don't here, get bud. seven
0: years in the NFL. <laughs> no
3: holes. No holes in that analogy whatsoever, Mister Rule. Um, and uh, as far as the New Year's resolution uh, that I passionately gave about the Carolina Panthers, yes. And Dangles has happened a couple times last week with the squares, and now me and you, buddy, you went first. I'm coming right <laughs> behind you and saying my best bet is Carolina Panthers team total wow. under 16 and a half. Wow. I, I, listen, I, I was going to play the under. I was going to play the under 39. I felt comfortable with that. This game would not shock me in the least if it didn't get to the 30s. I'm not even kidding. I can see this game being like 16 to 10 or some shit. But when they announced that Sam Darnold is playing, you have to attest for... Fumble rooskies, pick sixes, careless turnovers, <laughs> defensive touchdowns. You just yeah I I don't feel comfortable anymore. But fumbles. So everything you said, Dangles, is true. Um I think it's a good handicap. And yeah, I'm on the Panthers team total under sixteen and a half. All
1: right, so I'm i I'm a Carolina fan this week. I am absolutely a fan. let's go, Sam. You got this. You can do it.
3: You can pull out your road and the home jersey you own from him. Tony. Let's
1: go. To back
0: up the signed Jets the jersey truck. he has, it's the it's the I game. St- or, uh, I, I the draft still got a the U.S. One. The, USC the draft day one worn, with a three uh, on it.
3: You get him that USC grad, you know, and maybe get a Darnold jersey. Yeah,
1: exactly. Let's move on <laughs> to back up the Brinks truck. Okay, this is worth three points on the team total. Shape for the sharp, you nine and seven on Brinks truck bets this year. Me and Dangles have better betting records than you, but because you keep hitting these Brinks truck bets, it keeps you in here. So I really got to hit <sighs> mine if I want to keep going. And boys, uh. This is gross. This is just <laughs> disgusting.
3: Don't do it, Tony. Dangles,
1: uh, last week, you New England Tony, Patriots. Tony, don't do it. Dangles, last week, your New England Patriots, they came out and they got their asses kicked oh, by no. the Buffalo Bills. They were parades in Buffalo. They broke so many tables out there. Ha-ha, ketchup and mustard flying. They went insane. They they built a statue for Josh Allen in the town square. They're hanging halos on it. They're, they're going to town. Buffalo is controlling the AFCs. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. They're going to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen regression my ass. And Atlanta sucks. Atlanta's one of the worst teams in the league in the bottom 30s in DVOA, wherever you look. Atlanta's terrible. But somehow, someway, Atlanta is still in this goddamn NFC playoff hunt. Somehow, someway, Atlanta is 5-3 and three on the road this season straight up I couldn't believe it this game sucks I'm gonna hate watching it But I just think Buffalo blew their load a little bit too early. And I just think Buffalo is looking towards the playoffs. And I just think Buffalo is going to come into this game knowing they're going to beat Atlanta. They're going to beat Atlanta no problem. Why the fuck are they worried about Atlanta? But Atlanta needs this game. And Kyle Pitts is coming into his own. And he'll be able to beat those uh, linebackers in Buffalo that aren't that good in defending against tight ends. I just think Atlanta has a chance to give me... A backdoor, Matty Ice. One last backdoor. I've been a fanny for so long, kind of, sort of, not really. Just give me some life. Atlanta plus fourteen is my backup. The Brinks truck total. I am hinging my King of the Coast record on the goddamn Atlanta Falcons. Let's go, Falcons! Dirty birds, mount up. Atlanta plus fourteen. Dangles, what do you Dangles,
3: got? Dangles, can we can we just can we just talk about how Tony just like just dragged himself to the edge of the cliff to really just dive off and take uh, actually uh, by all metrics a halfway decent football team getting two full touchdowns probably one of the most overpriced lines on the board Well, and obvious letdown stuff. oh I'm so brave I'm taking two touchdowns against a team that just blew their load I thought he was going to say something about the Jaguars I, I or was ready for stupid. him to bet the that's Jags at 15 that and a half against the Pats I way was to like, go that's to squares ballsy. way to take 14 points on the road with a good quarterback and a halfway decent team <laughs> well go ahead,
1: it's, it's if, a bad I'm just saying it's a bad line that's why I took it I saw to, I saw and, an opportunity
0: and you're not the only one who did, Tony Squares. I know this doesn't help our King of the Cokes rank, Coast rankings, wow. but my... Yes. Brink's truck bet is oh, no. also Circle the away. Falcons oh, no. covering two touchdowns <laughs> plus 14 against the Bills oh, for God, the exact no. reason you just mentioned. In what world are the Falcons yeah. two touchdowns worse than the Buffalo Bills? In this the, world. In this, this, this world line, that we live this in. This line is so inflated. I'm sure <laughs> it, I mean, it's because the Bills just stuffed percentage to the Patriots in Foxborough. I'd expect that line in a game between teams like, oh, I don't know the Patriots and the Jaguars. And would you look at that? They play this week. The line of that game is 15 and a half points. That that makes sense to me. The Patriots are two touchdowns better than the Jaguars. The Bills are not two touchdowns better than the Atlanta Falcons. This line is inflated. I just oh, don't fuck. see how they're two they're two touchdowns better against a team that only has two fewer wins God on the it. season. The Bills have nine wins. Falcons have seven wins. Atlanta is fighting for its playoff life. They want this more. Their last game is at home against the Saints, who always play them tough, so I don't think that one's a gimme for them. They need this win if they want to stay in the conversation. Falcons plus 14 is my Brink's truck. Back. back it up!
1: That makes me feel so bad. Drew is going to win this goddamn King of the Coast thing because Buffalo <laughs> because, beats Atlanta 31-7 to this week. <laughs> because we crossed streams in the uh, second to last fuck. week. <laughs> for the Sharp, what do you got?
3: Well, I'm relieved because I actually thought this would make on one of your guys' cards, and I do like that Falcons pick for what it's worth. I lean that way, so I don't know. But if you actually want to grab a pair of cojones, <laughs> you come on for the Sharp's train right now, okay? Because no one, and I mean no one, is going to like this on paper. <laughs> but I'm going to tell a quick story. The year is 2062. A man sits on the couch with his children weighing probably 500 pounds, eating multiple pizzas. Little Caesars probably dangles. And he tells his grandkids, you know what? I had a Hall of Fame career. I won a couple of Super Bowls, and I never, and I mean never, I never went below 500 in my illustrious career. And let's cue the clock towers. Dong, dong. Big Ben plus three and a half at home against the Cleveland Browns. There is no way. And his last home game at Heinz Field against his beloved Steeler Nation that he can't possibly, he can't possibly be laying, laying egg. This line is bad. The Browns, the Browns are the Browns three are and a half point road favorites against Big Ben. Pathetic Big Ben, mind you. Pathetic Big Ben. But listen. This means something to Ben Roethlisberger. It means something to Mike Tomlin. Just like Russ and Pete Carroll in, in Seattle this year, this this is a duo that have never, and I mean never, gone below five hundred in their tenure. I do think it means something for them to get eight wins with that tie against the Lions. It ensures that they do not have a losing record. And again, I honestly expected this to be a PK, maybe minus one, three and a half, Three and a half. What do the Browns have to play for? The Browns. You got Baker Mayfield worrying about a contract. You got Stefanski wondering what the fuck happened this year. You got <laughs> a bunch of injured players on defense. What's going on? I mean, how, how do they get up for this game? So Ugh. again, give me three and a half points. It's ugly. You gotta, you know, you, you gotta duct tape it to your leg here, Tony. Come with me. Pittsburgh Steelers plus three and a half. Back it up, Big Ben. Bong 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 bong.
1: Oh man. I mean, the, the team that ended Pittsburgh's 11-0 season in the playoffs last year is going to be yep. the team that you're betting against yep. right now. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. It could be bad for Pittsburgh. It could be bad for – now I'm rooting for the Browns. I'm rooting for the Browns, and I'm rooting for Carolina this week. Let's go. But that's what the King of the Coast does. It makes friends and turns them into enemies. It's a big week, week 17, only two more weeks of King of the Coast. Excited to see how it goes, but that's it for the show this week. From Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, for Shea for the Sharp, Shea for Crixton. Thank you, Colt Crixton, for staying asleep during the recording of this podcast and not Thanks, making us you, take a break. My name is Tony Cavallo, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show to somehow make you money on the goddamn Atlanta Falcons this week. <laughs> Jesus, effing Christ! Thank you for listening.
2: West Coast, West Coast. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers.